behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. Beep, beep, indeed. It is the uh, <laughs> Score North Taxi Squad. Welcome <laughs> in. I'm Manny Hill. I'm with uh, Jason Stormer, who is uh, on the controls for the yes, show sir. today, yes, sir. Uh, as he has been for the first three episodes as well. Yeah, by the way, if any of you other guys want to get in and produce the show, I mean, you're also producers as well. I'm just saying the opportunity is is available for you. Just saying. I know, Manny, you're on. on you're not here with us right now, so it would be tough for you. But I just saying. I don't mind doing the legwork today. That's okay. The, that, that's fine. I'm in the friendly confines of my uh, apartment in Edina, so. I'm, oh, <laughs> must be nice. Must I'm be comfy. very nice. I'm comfy. Good. Yeah. Very good. We're happy for you, Manny. Um, I'm, I'm just getting started. Got my I overnight shift tonight still. Too. What you talking about? Uh, <laughs> Got to be happy for yourself, right? Yeah, treat Absolutely. yourself. Absolutely. You're doing great, Manny. You too, AJ. Me, I got some work to do. No, you're I, doing awesome, too. You're doing you, well, you've been behind the controls on this show yeah. for, you know, the know. now fourth episode. So you're doing this a great is true. job. This you're is true. Good. I'll I'll pat myself on the back for me. Just for me. Okay, I did. I, I just did. <laughs> All right, great. Enough about me. Can we talk hockey now? Jeez, I'm yes. getting uncomfortable here. My goodness. Yes, AJ Fredrickson is here as well. And uh, AJ is really, out of all five of us that are a part of this podcast, uh, we still got to get Grant on the show, too. At some yes, point. we do. We got yes. to bring uh, Grant into things. But, um, you know, I mean, I've, I mildly follow the NHL probably not as much as I used to when I was a kid. Um, so I like to think I know a little bit about hockey, not nearly as much as AJ Fredrickson does. <laughs> and uh, so he is here to talk all things Minnesota wild. A lot of stuff happening right now. Uh, just had the draft. Uh, was it two weeks ago? The draft now almost uh, July 7th. Last July week, 7th, last yeah. Thursday, oh, yep. last week. I don't know. Why I was it was in the middle weeks. of the Rudy Gobert stuff. So we were it was mixed in. Yep. <laughs> right. So yeah. Yeah, got lost the NBA, fold a little bit. The NBA draft was two weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, so yet we had the NHL entry draft last week. And I think we're going to talk about that at some point because the Wild had two <laughs> picks in the first round. But yep. whoa, big news today. The Wild making a, uh, a pretty significant move by uh, trading away yes. goaltender Cam Talbot to the Ottawa Senators for, uh, is it Philippe? Gustafson? Uh, just Philip. 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 Okay. Philip Gustafson. <laughs> Gustafson. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, this is a pretty big deal because, well, for one, if Cam if Cam Talbot was going to be on this team, he was going to have to be splitting time with Mark Andre Fleury, and because Mark Andre Fleury was brought back on a two year contract, obviously, we know the last couple of weeks <laughs> that uh, Cam Talbot was not a happy camper about how things went down the stretch yeah. of the season um yep other people in his camp were were uh letting their feelings be known as well and so billy garen basically said all right the hell with this we're gonna get you out of town he said more than that yeah, yeah. we had uh yeah, dropped yeah, an yeah, s-bomb <laughs> yeah it stems all the way back like you were saying manny for the first round of the playoffs they ride uh cam and they do a 50 50 split after acquiring flurry cam and flurry uh down the stretch they opt to go flurry for the first handful of games until the pretty much the back is against the wall. They bring in cam and it's, you know, it's a tough look for not, not him, but like just the franchise. Cause you're bringing in 
a goaltender that late into a series, you don't have time to settle in and get like into the feel of it. You know, you watch from the bench for so long and I'm sure as a goalie, you know, you're thinking, God, I wonder if I could have made that save or I wonder if I could have done something a little bit different. Not that flurry. I didn't, I still don't th- think flurry played bad at all. It was a lot of, you know, lackluster play by the defense and not picking up certain people, but um, you know, they, there's hard feelings there, which is very understandable for a pro athlete who wants to impact the game. He was their guy for the first 80% of the season. And then the trade deadline comes along. So it's understandable why he's upset. Um, and then pretty much within the week following the elimination, you have Instagram posts from family members, you have rumblings saying, hey, he's not thrilled. And I think everybody knew that. I think everybody was well aware that he was not very thrilled, but time heals all the wounds, right? I guess not. Come draft time, um, it is announced the day of the draft, roughly 6 o'clock, I want to say, is when it was announced that the Minnesota Wild Inc. Marc-Andre Fleury to a two-year contract. Um, big props to Bill Guerin and his team for the contract. I forget the exact amount. Two years, seven million. Yes, but that 3.5 AAV is crucial because um, with Flurry being the age that he is, if he were to retire after just one season, they are not penalized for him being like a veteran that just cuts it off early. So that helps them in the in the books in the long run. So good value there, uh, good length. And they were hoping, hey, we're just going to run it back. We'll do 50-50. You each are going to look good because it'll be fresh every night. You got a good team in front of you. You still have uh, the defense that you had last season. Will the offense be there? That's a question we're set to address. Um, apparently not. At the, at, on the draft floor, talking to, I believe it was Pierre Lebrun, talked to Cam's agent. He said, you know, hey, he's not super thrilled about it. We're going to have to see what he says. At the time of the draft, hilarious. The draft is in Montreal. Uh, to my knowledge, Cam Talbot lives or was, at the time was in Montreal or something. Oh. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> something about the phone. There was a phone outage in Montreal, so he couldn't call Cam Talbot. Huh. What? Hmm. What? A phone outage? Something along those like lines. Like one phone or all the phones? Like a, like a cellular block. Huh. He couldn't make the call, I guess. Or he couldn't receive calls. Something along those lines. Gremlins. Impeccable hmm. timing. Yeah, interesting. But, uh, Pierre Lebrun, TSN Insider, speaks with Cam Z, and He says, hey, Bill's got a lot to think about. We're going to have to have a chat. <laughs> you know what's Ru- coming. Michael Russo walks over to Billy Guerin's table. Hey, uh, Billy G, what do, you, uh, what do you think about these comics? I don't have bleep to do. Oh. He's under contract. We, we like him. We're trying to win. I don't have to do a dang thing. Well, what is it, 48 to 52 whatever hours later, and there we go. About uh, 4.30 p.m. today, the Minnesota Wild one-for-one trade. Cam Talbot on his way to Ottawa for 24-year-old Philip Gustafson. I believe it's 24 or 25. I can't quite remember but uh gustafson i freaking love billy garen man he's fantastic he might already be oh, my most man. favorite general manager in minnesota sports history just for sound bites like this <laughs> uh, honest to god like yeah. the guy just he he's i mean judd has said this multiple times with mackie and judd he's one of the most honest gms that he's ever dealt with mm-hmm. and he does it in a public manner which is very rare and stuff like that but Honest to God, I mean, sure, Billy's probably got a lot of things behind the scenes that he's working on, but he's not afraid to put his cards in the front of the table and just show everybody, no, like, 
I'm not going to deal with any potential BS on this team. And frankly, I think, guys, that this this saga with Cam Talbot eventually got to a point where it just, all right, dude, you're being more of a distraction than we want in this locker room. We got you talking a lot. We got your agent talking a lot. We got your family members talking a lot. When you mix all that into a stew, it's just going to cause some issues in your locker room. So I'm not too sad that Cam Talbot's gone. I am wondering what the backup situation for the goaltending will be behind Marc-Andre Fleury. AJ, I know that you can probably touch a ton onto that. I know that we signed a guy, Zane McIntyre, today to a two-way contract. Maybe he could compete for the backup position. Um, but for Marc-Andre Fleury, though, I mean, I'm fine with bringing him back. Uh, for these couple of years, he's going to provide you pretty average goaltending uh, with some obvious flashes of the Hall of Famer that he actually is. He'll definitely be a good um, junction from now to Jesper Wallstad. I'm assuming that's what this contract is for, and I think it's fair to maybe expect Wallstad in the next two years after Flurry is all done. Um, but I mean, Flurry made it sound like he wanted to stay here in the first place too, right? He talked about his family being really comfortable here, moving them from Chicago, and that maybe he didn't want to uproot himself. Um, I think really it was just down to maybe us or Pittsburgh for the most part of where he probably wanted to go or where he felt uh, pretty comfortable. So Yeah, yeah. From what I've heard and read and everything, it sounded like it came down to us, Pittsburgh, and maybe one other. He could go to Toronto because they are in desperate need of goaltending there. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, I, I felt like it was either here or Pittsburgh just because now he knows the the atmosphere. He knows the fans. He knows the room pretty well. Pittsburgh, he obviously has deep roots there. Um, so staying here is awesome. Um, probably looks to round his career. I'm, I'm sure they'll do like the one-day contract thing if he does mm-hmm. finish out the full thing with the with the Wild. But um, going back to your question about the backup situation, backup situ- I, I, think, I think it's Gustafson. It is going to be yeah, him? I think so. I mean, he was uh, he was solid. Um He's been a solid. No, I shouldn't say solid. He's been a, he's been a backup. Um, he he's had very limited access with the uh, Senators the past two seasons. This is only going to be up, his upcoming third year with them, being twenty four years old. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, first year, nine games, nine appearances. He went. He was five and one with a nine three three save percentage, two point one six goals against average. Last season, he appeared in eighteen games, finishing with a five and twelve record. The Senators, not, Ottawa, right. the Senators yeah, are yeah. not a good team. Mm-hmm. They're not a good yeah. hockey team. You got to remember, like, this is not a team that has Eric Carlson anymore. He's Correct. long gone. This is not a team that was a goal away uh, in overtime beating the Penguins to go to the Stanley Cup final. No, Man, this this is not just... that team from four or five Daniel years ago. I know that wasn't that long ago, that. too. No, it's not. It's wow. Not. They are completely different. Yeah. Um, Alexi they... Yashin isn't walking through that door. <laughs> Uh, I'm just, so, I mean, I'm just showing off my my old school 1990s, like, early 2000s. Better than anything I could do, so. man. That's all I'm doing. My I'm hockey knowledge kind of ends at like 2006, like 2006 <laughs> and on. That's pretty much when I start paying attention myself. Uh, last year, 892 save percentage with a 3.55 mm-hmm. goals against, which is not good numbers. But you got to consider the team that he's playing in. You got to consider he's only getting 18 games. He's not able to get in that groove. Um, and sending Cam Talbot, and I, I think Cam Talbot is a phenomenal goaltender. I he he'll help them for sure. He's able to be the guy for most teams in the league in re- replacing their like he is a upper tier goaltender. Yep. The issue is you don't get that consistently all the time. He'll go on. He, I'm not going to say he's like the Kevin Fiala of goalies, <laughs> but he kind of has that similar. When he's hot, oh, he's hot. Mm-hmm. But when he's cold, it's January third, <laughs> wind chill negative thirty. Because you're get your favorite time up, of year. You're letting up some of those really soft ones. Like, can you can you just stop? He's that got a one? little Dubnik in him. 
uh, in that regards, right? The ceiling, though, is so much higher than Dubnik. I, I love Devin Dubnik as mm-hmm. a person, but mm-hmm. as a goaltender, he was infuriating at times. But Cam Talbot, he's going to immediately make that Senators team a, a much better team overall, and I think with a couple pieces and what they did um, in the past week even, acquiring Alex DeBrinkett, who was yeah. a 40-goal scorer, huh. will he be able to do that without Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves on his team? We'll have to see. He's going to be playing with some pretty good uh, young guys. Side in, uh, tangent, in if you don't mind, what is Chicago doing? Uh, I mean, they, they're tearing it down, but like, they're going, what are they doing? They're going for Connor Bedard. Connor Bedard okay. is the next Connor McDavid. He is the next. Is he? He's okay. the next uh, Sidney Crosby. He's the next guy. He's unbelievable. Really? Okay. I've known about this kid since he was 14 years old. Okay, he's legit. He's All good. Right. Okay. Are they going to well, trade Taves and Kane then? Do those guys want out, you think? They have to. You know, you're, they're still. I don't know about Taves um, as much because we saw flashes of it, but Kane is still playing at a competitive level. He's going to want to use his last competitive few years. Absolutely. And a competitive setting. <laughs> so you're going to want to get out of Chicago as much as you might love the city and the fan base. The, right yeah. now, the team is not up to their standards. Um, it seems like the Blackhawks need to go through kind of a culture change. Like yeah, they, yeah that's thing. true. I mean, yeah. It probably would have to start with ownership changing, which I don't know if that's going to change anytime soon. But Jerry ain't giving up that team. Are you kidding? No way, Mister well, Reinsdorf. Well, no, Rocky, uh, Rocky Works is the one. That owns oh, the, uh, oh, Rocky I'm, I'm. Yeah. He, he owns the Bulls. I'm, I'm, I'm. He owns the Bulls. That's okay. Excuse me. Rocky Works is uh, he's a piece of work. That <laughs> yeah, is that's sure. putting it. He, that's putting it kindly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, to center it back here to the Wild. What this does, you're not getting, you're not making this trade to get an elite backup. You're not looking to get a level player to just eliminate the situation. You're doing it so you can get cap room. Ah. You're doing cap room. You're getting roughly $2.879 million worth of cap room Ooh. immediately, which makes the wild a little more flush for the free agency period that starts tomorrow, which, depending on when you're listening to it, could already be going, or listening to this could already be going on. So um, that makes uh, as. Mackie and Judd and Dex were talking today, connecting the dots. Evgeny Malkin is out just there. about to bring it up. Never know. Just about to bring it up. Free agent, former Pittsburgh. We need a center now. Uh, Hall of Famer <laughs> that might be on their target list. Now, do I think that is a realistic thing? No. Yeah, it is. There's a there's a chance. Okay, but You're in saying re- there's a chance. But in reality, I think Bill Guerin trots into the free agency period tomorrow and he consults with the rest of his front office and he says, let's get a guy who can probably fill us out depth wise in that bottom six group of forwards. Cause that's what they kind of need. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be able to go out and get a Johnny Goudreau. Who's going to garner about no. $10 million for eight years. They're not going to be able to, unless Evgeny Milken wants to do something pretty, pretty interesting. You're not going to, you're not going to be able to get, I think he's going to want to go somewhere and actually get paid. Not that the wild can't sure. pay him, but not uh, what I think his skill level is worth on can i ask you this how much is even left in the tank with evgeny yeah there's got to be so there's obviously still something there but i just don't know how much there i think i think whatever team goes out and gets evgeny malkin is going to get a determined scorned Mm. hard-working revenge season evgeny malkin okay he he's you of all the guys you see in the nhl he's one of the maybe handful where it's like how can you picture that guy in a different jersey. Right. Yeah. He is Pittsburgh hockey through and through other than Sidney Crosby. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the fact that they aren't being aggressive to say, hey, we we want you. We like you. You have done so much for us. We want to extend your career here. I think to him says, I'm going somewhere and I'm tearing it up. 
I'm going to, and I think he can still play at a very high contributing level. I don't think he's going to be like a, um, you know, a heart trophy candidate. No, by he's 35, but, but he is going to go out there and play because he still has the skill set and he's adjusted his yeah. game, I think, to be and his his play style also kind of contributes to what he wants to do right now because he's not a you know a Johnny Goudreau who's five foot ten and he's a, a buck fifty so, so uh, he's you a know, big sopping guy. wet and mm-hmm. you know he he's a truck he, right. he's he's a horse with legs as my dad used to describe <laughs> a guy like Marion Hosa he's gonna be able to motor up and down the ice but he's also got that wicked shot and he's he's gonna throw the body around he's got a big frame so he's uh he would be exactly the type of play style I think the the Minnesota Wild would like to add I just don't know if they would be able to realistically fit it in without moving a lot. I mean, how much do you think he's going to command on the open market here? I I don't have a good number for you right now, unfortunately. At least maybe like two to three million. <laughs> I, Is that I, too oh, much? I think It'll be more, more than, than that. that. More yeah, than that? More than that yeah. Probably, okay. probably six, closer to six or seven. I would. I was going to say if a six, gonna six get and like half. ten. I mean, Malkin, I would think would at least command yeah. six or seven. He's gonna, yeah. I think wherever he's going, he's like, this is this is my career. He's gonna want to get hmm. paid. I think he's looking six at the floor, and that's a friendly deal. Okay, so you're gonna okay. want probably get six and a half to seven if you're him for he is gonna okay. be, three years. All right. He is gonna be hungry though. I mean, a yeah, guy. Absolutely. I mean, AJ hit on it. The a guy that is. I mean, if you're talking about Pittsburgh Penguins, Mount Rushmore, it's Lemieux. Yager, Crosby, and Malkin. It's those yeah. four guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Maybe Flurry. Maybe you could interchange Flurry with Malkin. Maybe. But that's the other thing, too. It just popped in my head. Things kind of didn't end so great with Pittsburgh with Flurry as well. And now we're kind of seeing that with uh, Evgeny Malkin, too. And those are two, like, obviously franchise cornerstones. Those guys are in the Pittsburgh Penguins Hall of Fame. So I, I wonder how Sydney's reacting to all this. Um, what, what he thinks of this whole situation. I mean, I'm guessing he's going to he, be in Pittsburgh for life because I don't think the Penguins can afford to ever let Sidney Crosby ever go. I know he went down to Florida to speak with Gino Malkin uh, this past week, hmm. you know, just to kind of voice like, hey, man, please, <laughs> please stay. Um, but hey, yeah, he said he's, he's he said he's going to test the market, which he could very well wind up back sure. with Pittsburgh. It, he's never been a free agent. Right. So I don't blame the guy for wanting to just like see what's out there. There's always that, you know, grass is greener mm-hmm. on the other side of things. But uh, I, I don't think he I don't think he lands back in Pittsburgh. I think he moves somewhere else. Okay. So what are some other potential free agents out there that have your eye right now, AJ? Anybody that really just like, man, if the wild could get this guy at a good price, that'd be really sweet. Uh, one guy is Sonny Milano. From okay. The, formerly of the Anaheim Ducks. He's not... He he kind of fits in what they want to do. He could be a skill-ish guy, but he's he's a solid depth guy who can have those flashes of, and I think his play was maybe elevated playing with a young, explosive talent like Trevor Zegris last year. Mm. Um, but Sonny Milano could be a guy if he doesn't uh, resign uh, there. Just he comes in, he does not uh, not maybe not like a Tyson Jost or mm-hmm. that type of role, but he he's going to you know get on the wing, do his thing, good depth. Um, and kind of maybe not elevate, but he could provide some scoring that uh, the Wild lost with trading Kevin Fiel. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, he's an age too, right? Oh. Isn't he like in his mid mid to late twenties or something like that? Too? Yeah, I want to say he's twenty eight. Okay. 
That's still pretty young. And you mentioned that the goaltender we got from Ottawa, he's only 24, right? Yeah, he's 24. Was um, he considered like a high prospect at some point in his development he was, he was with second Ottawa? Second round pick, right? Or second round, yeah. pick? round pick? Okay, that's pretty decent. Yeah, no, he yeah. actually, the funny thing is, I'm going to have to see if I can find it here in a few seconds. But he, um, he had the same, at the same age, he had the same like save percentage and goal, whatever, as Jesper Wellstedt. Um, so right. it's, it, somebody said, did the whole, like, wow, that's crazy. We're going to live in a matrix type thing. <laughs> um, but you know, he, he, at one point wasn't like, this is the next Dominic Hasek, but no. you know, he, 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 at one point was, Hey, this guy's going to be a solid net miner in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he maybe still could be, it's just getting the right system in front of him. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, do you guys want to get into the actual draft itself now? We can start talking about all these names that we've only heard about until they actually got their names called on draft <laughs> night. So in the first round, Liam Ogren and Danila Yurov. Uh, Liam Ogren is a forward out of Stockholm, Sweden, and Yurov out of, uh, I'm not even going to pronounce that name of that city in Russia. We're just going to say Russia. Um, uh, <laughs> so with Yurov, I actually want to start with him, AJ and Manny, because from what I gathered in my little bit of research before the show, this guy, he fell in the draft, but he was considered maybe top 10, top five talents in the entire pool of all these prospects. But for reasons, he fell. I'm curious what those reasons are and why the Wild were able to get him that late when the talent is there for this guy. When I was doing, in terms, I, I have limited time. So when, <laughs> when the draft comes around, I look at guys, I'm like, okay, this is who I think, once again, realistically, the Wild are probably going to look at. I know I knew of him. I've watched him, mm-hmm. but I was like, he's going to go way before mm-hmm. on my little throw together draft thing. Um, draft order, mock draft. I had Yurov tw- at 12 at the latest. Okay, nice. So the fact that he was <laughs> dropped to 24 is I'm not going to say miraculous just because with what we have going on with Kirill Kaprizov and that all situation and just, yes. you know international conflict and everything like that. Mm. Um, I understand why a lot of GMs and front offices didn't want to take a stab at that guy. And they kind of shied away from it to get a guy like him at 24 is unbelievable because I, if you go look at clips of him, he creates separation so quick. He's got that transition game. He can move up the ice quick. He is a bigger guy. um, So he, once again, he can throw the body around and he plays that physical brand of hockey but his shot is, you know, you blink and it's in the back of the net. Sweet. So yes. great offensive ability, good hockey sense. The passing is there. The shooting is there. He is going to, you know, still develop over in Russia for a little bit here. But he is going to eventually come over and he could be a very good com- uh, uh, compliment to Kirill Kaprizov. Very good. So Please I'm don't going commit through... any crimes, oh. Danila. Please don't commit any crimes. <laughs> or don't be alleged of any crimes. That's yeah. the thing. Because all you need in Russia is an allegation, unfortunately. Just and that's be, pretty much judging jury. Be as jury. squeaky clean as you possibly can. So you or can just don't live years. there anymore and just live here. Okay? That's what I'd recommend to Kirill Kaprizov. Bring your entire mm-hmm. family. Get them in the States. We'll get you a nice home on Lake Minnetonka. And you'll live out the rest of your days in... Uh, and wonder, okay? Um, but going through these names and actually going through the positions here, Liam Ogren, uh, a forward. Danila Yurov, a forward. Hunter Height, forward. Rieger Lawrence, forward. Michael Ma- uh, Milne, I believe his name? Milne. Forward. Milne, thank you. Uh, forward. Then um, also Sarah Petrovsky, a forward. Also two other defensemen. Now, I've also like seen in some of the other like recaps of the draft that 
you know, some of these positions may be listed here, but they might be different on another website. Like I've seen uh, Petrovsky in particular listed as a forward. I'm looking at the Wilds website. It says forward, but I looked like at a Bleach Report article and it says he's a center. So I'm kind of trying to figure out what exactly these positions are. But I was a little bit curious at first because obviously it's like been a glaring need for the Wild for a couple of years. And I know this is the draft and you typically take the best player available. But I was kind of wondering how come the Wild didn't like go after a pure center in this draft. And I'm wondering if you could shed light on that, AJ. Yeah, I certainly couldn't. Unless, Manny, do you want to hop in here? Do you want me to take this one? <laughs> well, no, I, I I was kind of kind of asked the same thing because it feels like the center position for the Minnesota Wild has been much like the like a starting trying to find a starting pitcher for the Minnesota Twins. It's it's like they have guys there that are that have been like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, he's he's pretty good, but never like the elite level guy that could put them over the top and put them in serious contention for winning a cup much like with twins where it's like finding a starting pitcher. That's like, Oh yeah, he's okay. But can you rely on him (laughs) to win a game in Yankee stadium for you? No, probably not. (laughs) Can he do it on a cold night in Stoke? Which if you get that reference, applause to you. Um, Anyways, um, at 19, I under at 19 when that pick rolled around, I was thinking they were going to go either Yuri Coolidge or Brad Lambert, Brad Lambert, um, at one point was a projected top 10 pick out of Finland. And I know the name Brad Lambert doesn't sound Finnish, but trust me, he's Finnish. Um, Brad. This is a guy that dazzled at the World Junior Championships. Just a pleasure to watch. Had a little bit of a down year um, transitioning from uh, just to play playing with bigger guys. And that is the thing playing in uh, the, the Finnish league is you make that jump to the top level and it's it's much better competition. Um, he struggled a little bit there, but what we have seen, I think whatever – Whatever he can get to uh, for the Winnipeg Jets is going to be pretty darn good. I think the ceiling is very high for him. But I understand going with Liam Ogren because out of your garden, he was able to uh, show he's got a great passing ability. He does have a pretty good shot, but he he's a good two-way player. Um, what su- strikes me as a su- uh, big surprise there is his defensive ability because he can get back and he can play that defensive game, but his offense, it, it doesn't match – the level that you would expect the guy with his defensive prowess at that age to have. So to get him at 19, I think is great. Mm -hmm. Um, And I understand why at that point at 19, they're like, Hey, we're going to pass on your off. We're going to come back around Mm -hmm. to it at 24. I figured, okay, you got both Coolidge and and, and Lambert um, on the board. You're going with one of them. Hmm. Nope. Nope. You're off. And (laughs) Judd Brackett is a madman because he Mm -hmm. knows exactly what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Um, The wild actually put out a, all access inside look at the draft uh, a little earlier today. And that's, I mean, he's like, Hey, they had this planned out um, earlier in the day. They were like, Hey, you know, here's what we kind of think. If this gets to this, we'll go ahead, take a stab at this guy, let it wrap around. Maybe we can get your off at, uh, at 24. That's exactly what happened. Okay. So to have that type of head in the, in the wild war room is awesome. Uh, moving over to the second round. They did. Ha- um, there was a couple guys that I was maybe hoping would be there for the wild uh, to, take in their first selection. One of them was, uh, well, two, there was two Owen Beck and Luca Del Bell Belouz out of Mississippi. Say that, I'm sorry. Could you say that again, please? <laughs> Five um, times fast. Yeah. Luca Del Bell Belouz. They both oh are Mississauga steelheads out of the OHL. So teammates two in two, Mississauga yes, too. I, Jeez. Uh, very good centers. Uh, Owen Beck, I think a little more reliable on the draw, but Belouz, his skating needs work. His stick handling, puck handling, 
off the charts. Um, both those guys get taken before the Wild swing around. Del Bell Baloo's four picks, three picks before the Wild. They end up going with uh, Barry Colt centerman Hunter Haight. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hunter Haight, some of the highlights that you have from him are he go he comes in from the blue line just dangalicious. He has uh, the highlight reel that you want for a prospect that you're taking in the second round. I think there's still a little bit of room to develop. Um, I know he is able to put together that that really good string of play um, up and down the ice, playing that 200 foot game. But uh, you know, there's there's still a little bit to be desired at that pick. I do think that's the right pick there. Um, Jack Hughes, which is not the Canadian or not the uh, the Devils, Devils, not the Devils superstar. Mm -hmm. Um, Another um, Jack Hughes out of Northeastern. He would have been my third option for centers, but you know, if if Judd Brackett says Hunter hate, I'll ride with Hunter hate. Um, And then you come back around and get left winger Rieger uh, Rieger Lorenz out of the AJHL. uh, Another big guy. He's going to play the brand hockey. They they clearly had an agenda in this draft, so kudos to the uh, the Wild and their team. Um, coming back around in the fourth round, though, I love, love the P- Ryan Healy pick. Oh. Getting Ryan okay. Healy at 121 is larceny. How so? The, the, the way that he plays the game, his puck skills and defensive skills are amazing. Um, the way, just, he, he should not be going in the fourth round. In my opinion. How come he was available that late? I don't no know. No idea? I hmm. have no idea. But getting him at 121 was awesome. I would have had him, you know, middle third at the very latest. But, um, and, and maybe that's just me being me. I, you, I, you be you, AJ. Always be you. But yeah. Um, and then, yeah. So the rest of the draft, I I didn't look too much into, I'll be honest, with uh, Spotcheck or Petrovsky. Fair. But uh, I know Petrovsky did have a very good season with Owen Sound uh, last year. So. I sure I'll take it. I, I, I'll take another Slovak on the team. And then uh, David Spacek being a, a USA branded boy out of Sherbrooke in the QMJHL. We'll go ahead and ride with that as well. Cause you can never have too many defensemen in this, in this prospect pool for never, the wild. Never. Um, so, but yeah, no, I, th- I think the draft does address a few needs. A lot of these guys you're not going to see for a couple years. Um, yeah. Ogren, Ogren, I think is two, maybe three years out still. Um, Yurov still has, uh, you know, Russia to deal with. So yes. he'll, he'll be a few years out still too. Um, I think the first guy that uh, the first couple that you'll see here out of this pool, I wouldn't be surprised if Michael Milne does make a, a, a good hmm. push okay. um, at one of these prospects development showings that they do before the season, because he, he's very complete, but in a very underwhelming way, if that makes Work, any sense work to room to grow pretty much yeah like he, okay. he he there's a package there it's just you shake in the box and you're like i'm not sure mm-hmm. what it is but it feels like it's a good present you know okay. um you open it and it sucks yeah and like i said ryan healy there's a lot of lot of traffic jam in front of him in terms of just the wild's depth at the at the, the defensive position mm-hmm. um but he is a guy who i think will get to the NHL at some point. Will he have significant minute, uh, minutes? Will he be a Norris trophy candidate, which for some, you know, is best defenseman. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think he's going to get that far, but I think he's going to get to a point where he's playing for the Minnesota wild and have a impactful role as a probably bottom four defenseman. Turn it on. What AJ, what sort of expectation? Obviously, you know, guys like Ogren and, and, um, and you're off are going to be, are still, a few years away from really 
even seeing them in a wild uniform with the big club. Mm -hmm. But what sort of what are the reasonable expectations for like how good these guys are going to be in terms of just like how how impactful will they be? I mean, they're first round picks, so they're highly regarded, at least a little bit. Um, But what what's what's sort of the ceiling for? I mean, just with Ogren and Yurov specifically, what's the ceiling for those two guys, do you think? I'll start you off with Yurov because it's a little more flashy than Ogren. The 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 best comparison that I've seen, and maybe let me know if you heard of him, Nikita Kucherov. Who? Oh, yes. okay. That and I would say I think that's a little generous, but that is a real that is a reputable source that put out that comparison of Nikita Kucherov. I like that, and that's just the explosive scoring, the offensive ability, um, a very good head on his shoulders in terms of just being able to dish that puck around in the offensive zone. So um, that is about as good as you're probably going to get for a first-round pick that you're selecting 24th overall. Cha-ching. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. And Kucherov, I think, was what? like Wasn't he like a second- or third-round pick or something? He wasn't taken too high. No, he wasn't. And, he... And, mm-hmm. and that was, again, with the um, – I did once it's just the Russia situation, similar to like Vasily Potkolzin a couple of years ago. Like mm-hmm. he fell, I think, to the teens when he was going to go like third overall, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, it's just continuous. Russia messes up everybody's mock draft. Yeah, uh, we can get into that now. <laughs> hey, man, if Jeez. if if your off is going to be even like 60 percent of Nikita Kucherov, sign me up for that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, seriously, sign me up for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So let me ask you this, AJ, then. Now that we know what the draft pick turned into from the Kevin Fiala trade, how are you feeling now, Brock Faber and Liam Olgren for uh, Kevin Fiala? How are you feeling about that trade now? It's pretty good. Um, it, it is pretty good. I'm, um, I'm not going to say that either one. It, it's so tough because you look at sports every single trade. And same. This is I think it's more uh, uh, applicable, applicable with, uh, with baseball. Mm-hmm. You make these trades at the deadline every year. You get these guys that are 19, 20. You've never heard of them. They go to South Central Western College, um, and they're hitting 340 there for the Mountaineers or whatever. <laughs> but you're not going to see them in the MLB maybe for four years. Right. So there's a lot to, There's a lot of is that prospect, is that player going to develop into the person that you know just traded for you, who you've seen, do the thing that you want this now young kid to do. You never know. And this mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's tough to say that uh, one of those guys is going to for sure live up to what uh, Kevin Fiala is. But I think that the congregation of those two skills and what they will impact ends up being beneficial to the wild in the long run. Obviously, it hurts them right away. Um Brock Faber, you're not going to see it'll, at least this year, maybe maybe right. a little bit longer because after he gets done at, at the U, does he need some time to adjust uh, to playing with grown men? Not that it's not grown men, just with, like, transfers and everything, but, uh, you know, 30-year-olds and 32-year-olds in the AHL before coming up to the Wild. Or Ogren, does he need some time to develop as well? So will they be able to help the wild like win that trade in the long run. Yes. I mm-hmm. think they can right now. It's hard to tell. Um, and going back to it for a little more realistic comparisons. Um, Ogren is compared to Alex. I follow. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, like, uh, Kings, right? Yes. Yep. Good, okay. good NHL player. Um, and then the other Yurov one I've seen is Troy Terry, who exploded on the scene this past uh, this past season. So that is a pretty good comparison. But like I said, for him, I did see a legit source, Nikita Kucherov. So that that is a pretty <laughs> pretty solid one right there. One, yeah. Um, Sign me absolutely. Overall, I think the Wild had a pretty good draft. And over the past like two weeks, if you had to give it a grade, I would say you're going to probably do like a B. B minus. That's about what I've seen. I've even seen mm-hmm. like an A minus for the while. I think I looked at a Bleacher Report article on they gave him an A minus, but that's one of many websites that are yeah. grading the draft. So I do want to touch before we uh, wrap things up. I do want to touch on the Krill in Russia situation. We'll get you updated on that. Uh, he's been de- denied entry into the United States twice now. Um, according to league sources, he left for Russia recently to Dubai, and that's how he tried to get into the U.S. I believe the first time, or was that the second time, AJ? I believe that was the first time. The very first time. He was denied there, had to, I believe, then go back to Russia. He didn't have, apparently, his work visa in order. And my question automatically for that is that you're an international professional athlete. How, and I know the Russian-Ukraine situation is screwing everything up pretty much everywhere. We're still paying at the pump in that regard. But I don't understand how he doesn't have his work visa in order. Like, just at all. Even before any of this. I'm, I'm very curious, like... And especially for a player that goes back home a lot because Kirill has talked about how he still loves going back home, likes to see his friends and his family. It obviously still means a lot to him to go back. So I'm just curious, how is this How is this the issue? I know we've got other allegations like the military ID stuff, and unfortunately that's really scary because in Russia, all you need is an allegation for a judge and jury. It's really freaky. But I'm just curious how this, the work visa, is an issue right now. I'm I'm just kind of confused how he doesn't have his ducks in a row in this regard. I don't know. What do you guys think? It 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 could be that it like you don't know. You really just don't. That's the know. other freaky thing. We're in the dark right now about all this. Um, yeah. I know. I know. In terms of like the military stuff, like the way that it it works over there is, from my understanding at least, is like you have to serve some time. But one then, year, one full year. Yes, but yep. then being in the, you know, just being a talent talented hockey player, um, CSA, CSKA Moscow players have been able to like forego that. Right. Instead you're playing hockey, Mm -hmm. which that's, that's what he does. Yep. Clearly he's good at it. He does it really good. Um, But it's just, it's, it's a, it's a very foggy situation because you don't really have any idea. Um, There's some car racing outside of Manny's house or something like that. Yeah, that was, that was cool. Rev, rev. That's somebody on their way to Russia to get Krill out. That's what it is. That was Billy Garen on his way to Russia right now. <laughs> I'm getting Krill out myself. Don't give an S. <laughs> God, Billy's the best. Billy's the best. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm 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 nervous about this situation, guys. I mean, I don't want to hit the panic button whatsoever, but you can't help but look at the Brittany Griner situation and also be nervous because of that. Russia is using professional athletes as political pawns right now. Yeah. And that's, that, that's really freaky. You don't know to what extent that goes. People would probably think, oh, Kirill's Russian. Why would they hassle him? Well, you never really know what the plan is, is in a place like that. You know what I mean? Um, I could put my tinfoil hat on, but let's save that for another day. I don't want to get down a whole conspiracy theory hole that I've kind of gone down with this. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess we just sit and wait and see, right? We kind of hope this gets and resolved. Um, yeah, I, that's really all you can do. I know, that, I know that he's safe. He's with his friends and with his family. I'm not worried about Krill's safety in any regard, but it's just you can't help but worry that 
there's an allegation out there about this military ID. And I mean, Brittany, there's no end in sight of Brittany Griner coming home for just this tiny little weed cartridge. And I, I just, they just make it up as they go with the it's law messy, in man. Russia. They're the freaking worst, man. And so it's just, I hope he, I hope he's home soon. And obviously, the Wild and Billy Garen are doing literally everything in their power to get him back here. But and it's boy, just, do they need him? I mean, yeah. What happens if he guy, can't play? They are well, completely screwed if he can't play. <laughs> completely, yeah, they're, they're definitely not a playoff team without him. No, I mean, like, if he can't play, they should. They should tank for the number one overall pick for that guy that AJ was talking about, that super duper star. Connor Bedard. Yes, exactly. Hi, his name is Connor. That's kind of funny. Connor McDavid, Connor Bedard. That's funny. So we hope Creel's okay more than anything. And he is okay, and we just want him back home soon. Let's buy him a lake house in Lake Minnetonka. Seriously. Yeah, Got the I money. Mean, it, it's interesting because one of the somebody who works closely with like a lot of Russian players in the league strongly advised a lot of those guys, hey. You know, don't go back this summer. Please stay over here. Yes. Um, yes. So not to make a, you know, make it a, a light situation or anything, but he's got the biggest I told you so whenever they get back. Because a lot of those guys are, you know, probably saying, you know what, maybe we should have listened to him. Um, and it's all you can do is just wait. You know, not every, you can't just like lock it down. There's no guidance or anything like that. It's, uh, you know, every team, every player is free to do whatever they want. So, mm-hmm. When they're done in the offseason, they're going to go travel. They're going to go back home. They're going to visit family, which I understand. Oh, absolutely. I don't blame them for going home at all. No. They got to go get that borscht. He should just do like – I heard Judd talking about it today. He should should just do like Evgeny Malkin. Get a a place in Florida. If you want a vacation, just buy yourself a condo down in Florida and go down there. Hang out there or whatever. Right. And thankfully, I haven't heard – Bring your family here. Lake Minnetonka. I just yes. said it five times it's already on the show. Lake Minnetonka. Bring your, bring your mom and your sister, and I don't. Yeah, I don't go know eat pancakes with Prince. Refresh yourself in the nice waters. Bring your family mm-hmm. here. It's nice yes. over here. You got yeah. the money. I'm sure the wild would be more than accommodating too. Like we can make it happen. I don't know how big his family is. I mean, I don't know if he wants to bring over aunts and uncles too. I don't know how deep that would go. But come on, come on. You're like probably going to end up being the most important player in Minnesota Wild history. Come on in, pal. Come on in. We we need you here. Already so. the best player in franchise history. Yes. Yeah, I, th- I think all due, that's, all due uh, respect to Marion Gabrick. Yeah, it's so. it's pretty apparent that uh, if if there is any doubt, <laughs> put that aside. He's the best player to ever put on the yeah. wild sweater. So yes. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I I hope he gets back. I'm not in. I'm I am concerned. I'm not pressing the panic button yet. Sure. The same thing. I'm not gonna. It's not the same thing as last year with the contract stuff. Um, because this is a completely different situation, but it's more of just the sense of there's a lot of time. You, me, <laughs> Manny, us three, we're not going to be able to do anything about it. Nothing we do is impacting this. We'll just talk about it on a podcast. That's all we can do. We just got to wait. I'm not going. I'm not going to stress out too much about it because I can't control it. So exactly. But I do hope he comes back because uh, he is electric to watch. So electric. We need them. Anyway, gentlemen, this has been a just invigorating. Uh, what have we gone like for? We, wow, we're almost at like the 45 minute mark. We're going a lot longer than I thought. So much wild news in this past week. It's been very nice to just kind of just not like focus too much on basketball for two seconds because the yeah. NBA offseason is just completely dominated. Manny, we've been talking at nauseum with artists about all that kind of stuff. So nice to get a little hockey talk in July. So much is happening. Talbot's gone. Flurry's in. We drafted a bunch of guys. We have no idea if they're going to be good or not. 
And Kirill Kaprizov, please, please, just come home, baby. Just come yeah. home. So, uh, gentlemen, back. it's oh yes, gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, Manny, would you like to send us home, please? Yes, indeed. This has been another edition of the Score North Taxi Squad for Jason Stormer and AJ Fredrickson. I'm Manny Hill. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back with a uh, cast of characters again to do it all over uh, next week. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.